I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Beep, 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 Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five, five sketch, sketch ideas. Ideas. Uh, I'm uh, Andy, and I am Alistair George William Trombley Birchall. That's my full name that I say all the time to contrast with Andy's uh, short name that he always says. He doesn't ever mention the Matthews. I don't. Uh, what happens is I have I I have three. Names, obviously. Right? Yeah. First name, middle name, and a surname. Right. Right? Um, but Alastair has, well, re- he really only has four names, so it's really only one more, but his surname Five. is a double banger. It's, it's, it's hyphenated. Mm. So, you know, if... If if I were to say my three names and he were to say his five names, then I don't think, or you know, four four slash five names, I don't think it would be as funny. Like even even though mm. you still have more names, I think I think the contrast yep. between the single name and the full name sure is um is more dramatic and more comedically satisfying. Sure, I look. I'm gonna. I I I, I accept that you think that I'm doing this for a comedy reason, uh, but really. What it's about deep down is uh, trying to get opportunities. You know, right. I'm more Googleable <laughs> if people get my full name. You know, I don't know if I always come across as good as you on the podcast. Uh, so, but I'm more you, visible. You are searchable. Yeah, yeah. I'm more searchable. You, people right. are going to be searching for Andy. They're not going to come up with that much, I don't think. Your page rank is off the charts. Absolutely. So. Um, couldn't couldn't be off the charts. The page rank is a number on a chart. Yeah. So whatever number it is, it's on a chart. Otherwise, well, it, you don't have a page yeah. rank, presumably, if it's off the charts. If it's off the page. Yeah. Yeah. Then nothing. Yeah. Um, I would you. <laughs> is it worth put putting like on a on a resume mm-hmm. or a CV your your like page rank? My or like, SEO ranking. You know what? Yeah, one of your. <laughs> I'm 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 very easy to find on the internet. My, if you search my Twitter, will come up like third mm. uh, after maybe two bad reviews that I got <laughs> in the comedy festival. So it's not too bad. I'm pretty up there. My website's probably fifth. Do, uh, is that is that actually the case that your bad reviews are? I think maybe there's always like one and... bad review that stays up pretty high. So it's pretty great. good. I think part of the Google algorithm is just keeping people down a bit like yeah. a little bit of just like a reality check is in there as well absolutely and it's fine i uh you know i i accept that some of the shows that i've done have gone poorly and that's what keeps me humble and also unmotivated to work hard <laughs> <laughs> which is another thing that keeps me humble yes <laughs> have, have you noticed this trend in comedy right 
Mm-hmm. So comedians. I'm all... sure I have because I, I. You I, notice a lot of trends in comedy. I'm I'm watching a lot of trends. Yeah, You're a big comedy trend notice. Yeah, right. That people will uh, sometimes make a a joke that mm-hmm. maybe maybe doesn't get like a huge laugh. Yeah. But then they'll do a little bit of a meta reference to that joke, mm-hmm. right? In order to sort of, or to the, to you know, into their process and how they came up with the joke or what the what the comedy was in that, and then they'll say something along the lines of there, a bit of a glimpse behind the the curtain there, right? Yeah, I have noticed that trend. Yeah, yeah. And do you think that if I were to mm-hmm. point that out on stage? I would I would be able to say there's a glimpse behind the curtain behind the curtain there because yeah right you know you, you, they think they've shown you behind the curtain but really there's just a further curtain behind which they are concealing the real artifice yeah. of comedy which is that we pretend not to care when in fact we do well I guess as soon as you pull back the curtain that becomes the stage it does and so then <laughs> there's got to be a further curtain or yeah. a wall or a brick wall a brick yeah. wall yeah i'm ushering you through the stage door possibly into some, the alleyway possibly just a like a thin bit of wood paneling that has like a sort of a landscape painted, painted on, it. on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe a castle a castle, maybe maybe just a, sort of like, you know, if it was a 90s sort of rock musical production, there'd just be like some chain link fence there mm, or something like yeah. that and like a, a sort yeah. of a, a spotlight. Maybe a fire, maybe, maybe like a just a burning barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and people with fingerless gloves sort mm-hmm. of gathered around it rubbing their hands. Could be you with, Could, your, with your fingerless with gloves. With my fingerless gloves. By the way, mm-hmm. if we have any cross listeners with Do Go On, right? Yeah. They've got something fucking going where, like, they're trying to do a campaign to get the gloveless finger up. Dave Warnicky reckons he came up with it on an episode of their podcast sure. recently. Listen back to Two in the Think Tank podcast. We came up with that in like episode nine. Mm-hmm. Coming up with things. That's our business. We come up with things here. Step off, Do Go On. Do Go On. What do they do? They. They repeat things that exist already in the world. They're yeah. just they're just basically plagiarists. Yeah, they're just repeating history. That's what I think of uh, historians. Well, that, well okay? technically they're, they're plagiarists. Yeah, but technically <laughs> that's also what do go on are doing with this with this finger uh, exactly. this gloveless finger thing. They're just repeating the thing that you said ages ago. History. It's just another report. Yeah, they 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 thought it was an original concept. Is there something about? Historians being plagiarists. plagiarists. Is there a sketch in that? Yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, there's you know the idea of a plagiar uh, like a a historian being taken to court for plagiarism. Mm. I guess mm. that could be. Who would they be taken co- to court by, though? Marvin Gaye's estate. <laughs> <laughs> the latest victims of Marvin Gaye's estate. Used to be that the biggest thing clogging up our court system was yeah. people challenging toll fines for toll mm. roads, but that's recently been overtaken by copyright claims by Marvin Gaye's estate, <laughs> the estate of Marvin Gaye. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think I think once they got that success over the uh, the Robin Thicke and Pharrell mm. song, mm. they were emboldened. Sure. They were emboldened. They were. They, they saw. Well, if we can get this, we could. We could get anything. We can go after anybody. And so they could yeah. go after the unauthorized biography of Mar- Marvin Gaye. Possibly. Well, that's, that, that's a pretty good one to go after. Yeah. Yeah. 
You I mean, be, because you, and this is your you're saying that as a historian, having written that, mm. they're just basically copying his life. Yeah, this is a this is a an, an exact <laughs> copy of Marvin Gaye's life. It's a rip off. It's a word for word rip off. Um. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, it's you know it requires at least the knowledge that Marvin Gaye's estate, but we can mention it in there that mm. Marvin Gaye's estate has been pursuing people for. Uh, for copyright infringement. Yeah, I think that's something. Yeah? Yeah. I, I wonder if taking, doing it over his biography well, is yeah. maybe a little too close to just something that would possibly actually happen. Really? Like I, well, you, I, I, just because when you say unauthorised biography or something like mm. that, it makes me think, well, then there is the concept of authorization is associated with, with these things. Therefore, being unauthorised is somehow... Uh, breaking that uh, that rule or whatever, mm. and therefore maybe they have done something wrong. Sure, but <laughs> initially, when you brought it up as as a throwaway, Alistair, yeah, it's so funny to me the idea of the Marvin Gaye's estate being involved in almost anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I mean, if if the unauthorized thing, yeah, in your mind, cloud f- fogs the idea. Take by, that word out. Take that word out. Right. The writer of Marvin Gaye's biography. Oh, Alistair, hello. Look at that. Now I'm interested. Okay. So that's, you know, um, I, look, I, well, I, well, my mic has gone out. Has it? Yeah. Has it dropped out? No, it's still there. You're okay. still showing up on the thing. Oh, there, there was my Your headphones. headphones dropped out. It's just weird. It's the weird thing to happen. Yeah. Anyway, um, a little glimpse behind the curtain there. Yeah. In front of the brick wall, <laughs> little glimpse in front of the brick wall. Um, what about this? So yes, you know he says it's a little glimpse behind the curtain. Right? So let's say you do your, th- or, you know, that's the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he goes like this. He goes, me, 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 Get off the road, you mongrel! There's a bloody dog on the road. Hey, what's that? It's a dog. Yeah, that's why I'm stopped. I'm not the one just stopped. It's not my fault. It's the dog on the road. Get a bloody move on. What's going on up there? Uh, it's a dog, I told you. Well, I've got a whole uh, truckload of uh, pastizis calling in the back here. I've got to get down to the depot. Well, hang on. Once the dog moves, I'll be able to move. Anyway, bit of a peek behind the brick, uh, brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> I like that uh, a lot. Yeah? And... What I like the most about it is that my character is apparently taking hot pastizis to a depot. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's for the people of the depot to eat. Who work sure, at the depot. of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Unless they've got to take it to a further place. Sure. Then, then you can see his urgency. They've, if they've got to remain hot and they've still got yeah. another step in the logistical process. Exactly. Well, this was our—I mean, this is a sketch. Speaking of repeating history, this is a sketch from ages ago that you and I came up with about delivering hot cups of tea, uh, and how like <laughs> it turns out that it's you know just economies of scale. It makes more, much more sense to have the tea made in China and then transported here. And this is like when I say tea made in China, I'm not talking about obviously like a tea bag or like a 
leaf tea. I'm talking about like a cup of tea, right? Mm. You know, modern transport logistic networks are so advanced that we can now get that cup of tea into your hand while it's still at an acceptable mm. drinking temperature. And, you know, by doing, you know, hundreds of thousands of cups a day, we're actually able to save money. That was a good idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm now I'm wondering whether the Martin Gay... Oh, no, it should be fine. Like, we could turn that into a sketch. I, I mean, I was just like, I was like, I thought about writing it out as a tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's a tweet. Could be a tweet. Oh. But, I mean, look, we can have tweet ideas on here. Mm. All right. That's I fine. Th- I mean, I mean, there's... Because because what they've the the estate of Marvin Gaye is doing mm. with these legal cases is, is is very much like it seems like they are claiming that people have ripped off sort of the vibe mm. right more of songs yeah right because it's it's like it's a combination of like I don't even actual, have the musical vocabulary to, well, to describe yeah, but it. like of actual melody and and things like that but then plus also mm. like. His essence, yeah, the feel of it, yeah. Which, if you, if you can get in trouble for for ripping off the 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 essence of, mm. of of Marvin Gaye, you can do that in any aspect of life, in the way that you dress, mm. in the way that you talk to your loved ones, yeah, you know, well, in the way that you get shot by your dad. I I worry that you know at some point historians will be sued by sort of both the Allied forces and the Axis powers. Yes. For plagiarizing the Second World War. The media presentation of the Second World War. Yeah. Was, uh... So, you know, like obviously Discovery, uh, you know, is going to go to, you know, because of all these Hitler documentaries, Hitler's estate. Mm. You don't SBS hear... is going to be up against the wall. SBS. Um, I mean, you know, when, when you're in trouble, I guess and then it's just the countries that have not, that are not, that weren't involved in the war. Mm. They're the only ones that won't get a payout. Right. You know, well, but but maybe then the Switzerland, third, the Third World War will actually be a legal battle over copyright issues, right? Mm. So if we all go back in, of course, right? Say because really mm. the Second World War was the Germans' idea, right? <laughs> they had the yeah. idea for it in the first place. That's true. It was their, yeah. Um, you know, if you would if you would assign credits mm-hmm. for it, really. The Nazis came up with the idea for the Second World War, and then yeah. everyone else sort of was brought on uh, uh, by the by the production, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the course of the production to sort of contribute various elements. Apply, but, apply some balance, maybe, but yeah, essentially the idea mm. of having a world war was yeah. the Germans' idea. Yeah, great. And uh, <laughs> so, so initially, right? Initially, what happens is all the countries that were involved mm. sue. Like these gigantic media companies, which now mm. probably own more money than some countries. Yes. Right. So maybe Disney's involved. Maybe one of those other ones, Time Warner or something like that. Yeah. If that still exists. <laughs> MGM. MGM. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> right. And then they, War- they Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah. And then they succeed. And they these companies have to they 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 have to basically break down. Yeah. Uh, they're they're done. Right. right, and they maybe uh, they have to hand over the property. So, they, like you know, France, they get Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. So, the, so then, and, and plus money and everything like that, right? <laughs> um, and then the the war really breaks out when Germany mm. is sort of uh, challenges the ruling, saying that they should be getting a much bigger cut. Yes, like that. 
and then and then they're saying actually it was our idea and things like that. And so then the the real war starts again through Europe and all mm. these countries that weren't mm. involved. And first of all, they make fun of Switzerland <clears throat> for not getting any money because yeah. they remain neutral. Yeah. And so, so then they, and then anyway. But, but then, then I think I presumed that they'd want to put all the money into Swiss Swiss bank accounts anyway. So yeah, maybe Lichtenstein. Yeah. Yep. So, so I reckon there's a, a world uh, a copyright battle, World War Three, right? Yeah. Intellectual property um, battle. While you were talking about that, Alistair, something you said made me think of um, the game Monopoly. Yeah. Right. Oh, it was. It was. It was about. Yeah. It was about you know getting all the money from these companies, but also uh, as I suggested, their like their properties, the like you know Sp- Spider Man's and Marvels and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But in Monopoly, mm-hmm. right? I think uh, it would be good to have a version of Monopoly mm-hmm. which is like global corruption Monopoly or yep. something like that. So. Where you, it's it's the rules of monopoly, yep. but then also you can be corrupt. So it's oh, possible nice. to like pay off the bank yeah. uh, so that even the rules of the game don't particularly apply to you. Sure, yeah, yeah. Maybe like, maybe like you, you, you're playing monopoly mm. and then there's some sort of dark monopoly element. Yeah that can be overlaid over the top of a traditional game of Monopoly. Yeah, but is there also sort of like a, a constitution that protects you and has processes in place that allow you to, you know, in the right circumstances, let's say, in the, uh, in the event of like a, a 45, mm. n- number 45 president, as, yeah, as yeah. you know, uh, and, and, and possible, you know, foreign interference in, right. a, in an election, can you instigate... Still, like when like, they're trying to get around the rules of monopoly, yeah. can you then appeal to a higher authority? Can, well, can you instigate an inquiry into that which leads yes. you to the corruption to, yes. of, of you know the global corruption problem? You absolutely can, but then I think that even beyond that, it's mm. possible through manipulation of the media yeah. and the Supreme Court mm-hmm. to <laughs> affect even the processes and the implementation of the Constitution. So if you have wow. enough money, yeah. you're able to... Um, transcend that as well, and then you're left with only, I guess, the laws of the physical laws of the universe as the only thing that can constrain you, and of course, God's law. Right, but and no amount of money can protect you from those. Or no, const- fair. You I know, mean, if you've got enough money, I yeah. think even God will probably be like. I mean, there's got to be at least one billionaire who has just a priest on side, like a on yeah. on, on the payroll who they can use to that's, maybe. And that's sort all of, you need. You just need one priest, yeah. and then he can just like bless you, like whenever. Yeah, I mean, maybe like one one high ranking religious figure from each religion, each religion. just yeah, in case. Great. <laughs> you know, a high priestess of uh, you know of Gaia or something like that. You know, a. Uh, I think I think I think if we found out that the Pope had been bought off somehow. Yeah, that'd well, be I mean, quite that'd interesting. Great. Yeah, he was someone who was paying for his ruby slippers. Yeah. Yeah. Ruby slippers. <laughs> Oh, no, it's the Dalai Lama? <laughs> he has ruby slippers? Like, doesn't he have, like... I thought you know, they, they, they refer to him as, like, the the monk with the, uh, like, Louis Vuitton shoes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. You know, where he does have some... He's doing okay. Yeah, he's, I think he's doing okay. He's, he's on these speaking tours all mm, the time. Sure. I mean, I think... A, a, look, I mean, if that's separate from... Uh, 
Look, I've put the Marvin Gaye as a half sketch. Sure, sure, sure. So because it's le- what, what it really was leading into was the real sketch, which is the copyright, the copyright battle of World War Three. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was this. Wait, okay, so this was. Uh, I've gone totally blank. Oh, it's Monopoly, but yeah. with a with a higher uh, with with corrupt. It's corrupt Monopoly, oh, yeah. basically. Yeah. I think Global we could corruption do- Monopoly. Um, I think we could do that as just an ad. I think what what about like it's a game of Monopoly where you're playing the game, mm. and then like there's a knock at the door, mm. and someone dressed all in black. Mm you've never seen before comes and sits down at the Monopoly table mm. and starts playing the game as well and you don't understand their motivations, right? They have all this money and you don't know where it's come from and they begin to affect the course of the game and they somehow uh, represent the forces of, of dark money and corruption. Sure. But then, but then also like that the game gets taken away from the actual mm. board where like, you know, you have drinks over here yeah. and things like that and it's... It's, yeah. It busts out. It, that's great. It it it, it mm. busts out of actually the board game. Yeah, and it, becomes. <laughs> it's closer to Jumanji. <laughs> yeah. it's the Jumanji of Monopoly. <laughs> this this person, yeah, like a, just a couple of people. You know, they don't have to be foreign, but they're mm. probably going to be foreign to you in some way, I at least in their inability to uh, know who they are personally. Yeah, yeah, or and, their history. But also their. They, you, you, you don't know their values. You don't even know the fundamental, like if they're bound by the fundamental um, sort of constraints of humanity. Mm. And the board itself comes with its own underbelly, mm. which is a place under, un, under where you can sort of <laughs> pass money around through sort of... Uh, channels, secret channels. Yeah, and, secret channels. And, yeah. Uh, there's communication channels as well that are that I are think this would be a good and, little... Done good to be to do as a little ad. Yeah, for, for, for the, a new version of the Monopoly board. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking as well. Oh, great! Well, I didn't mention it earlier. No, oh, you did. Yeah. Oh well, I mean that's good. It's probably where I got the idea. No, it was probably a voice in your head rather than a voice coming into your ear. <laughs> What's the difference, Alice? Um, look, this know? this is you know this is uh, three million views minimum. Absolutely. If only we had the motivation to go ahead and you know, make it, or not just the motivation, also a little bit of time. It's 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 so richly satirical. It's Darkly, rich, isn't it? Dark, rich satirical. It's like a it's like a lint bar. It's like an eighty percent lint bar of satire. It's almost too rich. Yeah. 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 Um, is there? I think we have done stuff with billionaires. Uh, trying to break the laws of physics or the God's laws mm. or whatever like that. But I think the idea of a troop of um, of high-ranking religious figures yeah. who are just on the payroll of a billionaire and just mm-hmm. seeing them sit in a room, mm. I don't know what, like, I don't know how we're, we're using this sketch idea. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know, but I like picturing it in a kind of a, a club, like a real, like a sinful kind of a club. Mm. I like that these people are so, they've been so corrupted by money yeah. that they sit around in their religious garb in like a darkly lit strip club kind of a place mm. while just awful things are happening all around them. Mm. But after each awful transaction, maybe maybe it's at a casino mm. and it's part of the service that on the way out you can be blessed by... Uh, you know, one of the highest-ranking religious officials in any religion. Like you pick up your cloak, mm. your, your cloak, 
your coat. Maybe we call you it a cloak clo- room. Yeah. But really, it's a, it's a coat room. Well, it depends uh, what area you're in. That's true. Yeah. Transylvania, probably cloaks. Yeah, or cape. Yeah. Cape room. I mean, we call it a cloak room, but really, <laughs> it's, it's, real a, a it's really a cape room. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, they, some of these are more cowls. <laughs> a hooded cowl. Um, are you unhappy? Cow, I don't know. No, no, no. I just don't know what a cowl is. So I, I had think, to, I think I had it's to just like, I think it's like it a out. cape, but with like a big collar. Oh, perhaps. cool. Of yeah. course. Yeah, they're, they're definitely. Oh, that's really sort of like uh, Doctor Strange would wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wears a cowl. Yeah, it could be. It's a hard word to say, though. Cowl. Cowl. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's like you've mispronounced coal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, or cow. Yeah, cowl. Yeah. Mm. Or petunias. Petunias. Yeah, yeah. Really mispronounced it. That like doesn't sound. Yeah. Mispronounced the fuck out of it. Absolutely. My, um, my son's turned boy into a two word, two syllable word. Did I tell you that? Boy. Boy. He says boy. <laughs> oh, I'm a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. There's yeah, a there's bo-woy. a roundness to that, yeah. isn't there? It like it, it almost feels like that's how it should be said. Mm. Boy. Boy. I can't do it. I know. It, it takes a while to get your mouth. Think of it being spelled B-O-W-O-Y. Bowoy. <laughs> I mean, you know how it should be. Okay. B-O-double-double-W-O-Y. Bowoy. Yeah. Bowoy. Yeah, I think I got it. Yeah. I was trying, Alistair, but I my know. brain wasn't letting me. <laughs> Bowoy. <laughs> like... <laughs> like you didn't we, know what no, the we, end point was. We both agreed it was hard, and then you gave me a little thing. And I had one shot at you. Gave me one chance, and then you treated me like a fucking idiot. Yeah, just because I can't pronounce words that your son's made mm. up. Yeah, it was unfair, wasn't it? Andy? Yeah, it, it was felt un- like a it felt like a real I betrayal. Mean, I, I thought this was a safe. You know, it, it, Andy. It's it's a space closet. It's a safe closet, not a space closet. Sorry. <laughs> It's a safe closet that we're in. <clears throat> I just, I found it funny because the difficult part was, <laughs> was the second half of the word. <laughs> Not the first half. <laughs> Bo <laughs> was the part that we'd all nailed already. Which That's is already why, in the word. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, what okay. Were we talking about? Yeah. So, so we're, but what do you think about like in a in a casino or something like so, that? So they're blessing you on your way out. Mm, Why? Yeah, because you've done awful things in there. You know. You've, okay. You've uh, you've lusted. But you could you could use a blessing veined. on the way in, right? Because you're about to go gambling. Yeah, but that's true. But that doesn't feel like it's in the interests of the casino. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess the idea like that they do, they do bless the casino because I think when you're playing with such high. Uh, you know, big amounts of money, mm. even a tiny percentage change Anything in influence <laughs> you can uh, get. Is, is a giant amount of money, mm. right? So, mm. you, you know, even if like it's a, a quarter percent mm. uh, effect that it might have, that you're talking about, you know, 250, 500 million dollars or something like yeah. that, you know? So even if, if, you know, I don't know if a casino can, can experience the placebo effect. <laughs> But I wonder 
I mean, that would this would be an interesting study if organizations can experience the placebo effects, not just the mind. Well, I wonder if the existence of God could be a quantum phenomenon, right? Mm. Whereby, if we can work out what percentage chance there is of the likelihood of the existence of God, mm. could it be said that he exists? He exists that amount, right? Yeah. So therefore, that would be the amount at which. Uh, a prayer or a blessing from mm. a suitably high official yeah. could affect the outcome of a uh, a, a gambling event. Mm. And so you multiply that by the number yeah. of potential gods, yeah. then it makes sense to have all of those religious mm. figures in- involved. Um, Is this like a version of the movie Rain Man, where instead of uh, his one brother who's really good at counting cards, yeah. he uh, bumps into... <laughs> Uh, I don't know, like a down on his luck cardinal, yeah, and uh, and they go uh, casino to casino with the cardinal sort of blessing him or granting, or, you know, I don't want to say wishes, uh, but whatever they have, yeah, prayers. and then eventually they kick him out because you're yeah. like you can't, you're not allowed to have a like a, a high ranking, you can't have anyone above an archdeacon, yeah, <laughs> just with you, he's like. Just pretend. You, you just dress him up in a suit and you yeah. pretend like he's just a regular guy. Yeah. Did you already say this? No? <laughs> no, no, I didn't, but that's great. But like, and you get him to like bless, bless hands sort of real subtly and there's like security people yeah. sort of keeping an Look eye on him. Look at this here. <laughs> he's making his. the sign of the cross. That water that he's drinking from, mm. I think that might be holy. Um, I, think that, I think that's uh, really Do you think these are kind funny. of two ideas in one or is it? Uh oh! I can't even remember the first idea. Oh, the the the, the team casinos got. I mean, maybe yeah. this is how this they is, try and combat it, or this is how they come up with the idea. Yeah, they, some guy comes in and he's like, they think it's a kind of classic card counting thing, mm. but then they find the guy's priest badge or whatever you know he's got mm. on him. They, they they search him, and uh, he's just got rosaries on him and a cross and a. I think he's priest badge. It's priest badge. <laughs> I mean, why don't more jobs have badges? Why only cops? A lanyard, you know? Yeah, a priest lanyard. Yeah, it's just an organisation like anything else. Exactly. There'd be a lanyard, there'd be a couple of rosary beads on the lanyard, sure. But then there's a little card that tells you sort of what your uh, what your security clearance is, what level of exactly. heaven you're able to get into, level of bliss you're able to attain. I don't really know much about uh, the Catholic religion. Um, and while you're at it, you can probably have these uh, guys blessing people on the way up. Mm. Just as a, you know, maybe it's a, it's just a five, you know, five dollar chip kind mm. of thing. But you know, like they're they're just in there. They're just they're all waiting in their version of like a, you know, like a, a confession room. But you basically just go in there. They give you a bit of this. Al's doing various uh, sort of religious <laughs> seeming gestures. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like a shaman there, and you know, one of you know, and and a druid, yeah, some kind of Amazonian shaman, yeah, maybe from like the Amazons, like the oh, uh, yes, know, uh, big legs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, are we talking about a thigh? Are we talking about yeah, like a I mean strong thigh, like thigh? I mean, yeah, like an like, Amazonian thigh. Yeah, I just picture like an ice skater's thigh. Yeah, do you think the ice skaters have the biggest thigh? Um, I mean, the the weightlifters, they have got some oh, big thighs. Yeah, that's true. And I guess, the, yeah. And the uh, hammer toss as well. That's hammer also... toss, because you don't think of it being, in the, you know, a thigh 
kind of uh, No, but they do sport. that spin, and there's oh, a yeah. lot involved in that. I think what it seems like is the hardest part of the spin, I mm. watched a short uh, thing on it, is the part where you've got to do the spin, but in order to do the, to do the launch, you kind of have to stop. I know, maybe this is more discus, but you kind of have to like use all your force – to stop yourself oh. at the end there, I think maybe to direct it and to... But also because you can't cross the line, I think there's like a foul yeah. line there or something. Yeah. And, and maybe that gets a little bit more force in the flick or something. Force in the flick. Would you want to put all of that into the... Disc. Into the disc. Us. Yes. Discuss. Um, I never thought... Is it that's fun. Just, is it just spelled discuss but minus one S? Yes, correct. Hmm. Um, I wonder if, uh, and I don't. We don't have to pursue this because we've talked about this a lot already. But if it would be funnier if the person that he was taking around to the casinos with him was the Messiah, you mm. know, yeah, like right. was actually. Well, at the moment, I've just kind of written it down as the the casino has a bunch of people on, mm. but like Rain Man Messiah. Should I just write down Rain Man Messiah? You could do that. Yeah, I think I because th- I think like. It's 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 fun to do the start of a movie mm. where you think it's going to be a story about the Messiah coming back, mm. enlightening people, struggling, maybe sacrificing themselves or whatever. Mm. But like at a really early point in the movie, they just fall in with the wrong guy mm. yeah. and then they're in with this uh, casino card shark who takes them around various places and misuses their... Mm. Almost like the Rush Hour movies, right, where Chris Tucker, it feels like, exploits Jackie Chan's uh, martial arts ability. But what if instead of being good at martial mm. arts, he was just uh, able to, you know, rend the fabric of space and time to uh, God's will? Yeah, or at least, you know, just even slightly tilt it, bend, sure. it, bend it, you know, slightly. Um, I guess it could be it's a it's a film or a sketch mm. Um, mm. that's about uh, ingrained like uh, underprivilege, whatever that is called. You know the yeah. this disadvantage, 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 underprivilege, um, disadvantage, and so it's a you know through various kind of like born with like there's just flashbacks straight away like this kid has visions mm. uh, from the time it's born that suggests that it's aware, it's had a previous life and it was Jesus. Yeah. Right? And then, but it's growing up in a very poor family. Mm. Uh, and and it kind of gets involved in petty crime. Uh, yes. But then slowly kind of just, you know, not, not miraculous powers mm. that emerge, but just kind of like powers to be able to, you know, Almost like luck and being able to sort of slightly bend things to, to their will. Yeah. Uh, which means that the gangs just kind of always bring them, you know, when, when, when they're doing stuff because things always ha- work out when yeah. uh, he's there. And then it, it turns into this kind of thing that he does where he just basically goes to the gambling things. And where, where, where do we want this story to go? Do we want there to be redemption in the end? Do we want this person to f- sort of find the path of, of the light or... Do they become some sort of antichrist, or mm. is that it? We don't do anything else with it, um, and it's done. I think. I think there's a there's a midpoint mm. where they can be they they can be this kind of uh, light side creature within mm. creature <laughs> within within the dark. Yeah, because I think there's no way out 
for it. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. It. I yep. keep referring to Jesus as an it. <laughs> or a creature. Or a creature. Um, but because because that's how, you know, ingrained the disadvantage is. Mm. Because at some point, even with the card, you know, the casino stuff, they just figure something's sure. up. Sure. And they they ban them. They can't get out. They can't make enough money even though – like, or, or they just eventually do just get caught. And then he becomes a Jesus of the prison. Yeah. System. Might I tell you, Alistair, that this sounds almost like some kind of modern day parable. Do you think it's a parable? It could be a parable. Well, there you go. Maybe Jesus could tell it when he comes back. Wait, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we'll have to write it and create it. Um, oh, it'd be so good, though. That'd be a real coup to get him on board. Mm. Mm. Read by Jesus. The Bible, right? An audio book, but read by Jesus. How and, good's that? And if the, if the actual Jesus in this thing uh. is the the race of the actual Jesus. Uh. That would also then give it kind of racial undertones of, you know, why minorities can't break through some of these things. Some, and, some certain cycles of, uh, uh, yeah, disadvantage. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, I'll tell you what, Alistair. That is dark and rich. I mean, this I is. I mean, a, that's a that's a ninety percent lint cocoa bar. I right mean, there. if you and if you set it in one of these like ghettos in France. Oh, okay. I mean, yes. like, like, look. I mean, that's that's not really any good to us in the in the West here. <laughs> the West, the France is in the West, but in the you know, <laughs> um, but like you know, it kind of has one of those things where it's like, oh, he's probably born in like a a Muslim family or something like mm. that because it's it's from you know the whatever region. I don't know. Is it, you know, Jerusalem? Is that where – is Jerusalem Muslim now or is it Jewish? I have – I don't know. Nazareth. Nazareth is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Nazareth. Sorry. I don't – I don't anyway, know. Anyway, because whatever, yeah, ancestors, probably still bloodline, same bloodline. Yeah, yep, yep. Anyway. Yep. And he's still, he's still got the gift. He's got the knack. Messiring. It's more of a knack. Yeah, well, it's just ingrained. But what if he does – you know, even if he does learn this stuff, who the fuck's going to listen to him? Mm. Even himself. Why would he believe in himself? Yeah. No, Alistair, you're absolutely right. There's two hemispheres of the brain. Which one is Jesus in? We don't understand, like, even the, 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 the level of advantage that we have just as a default, just walking around, you know? Because you might think you're a self-made person, but mm. that's not the case at all. No. You are only self-made in the context of the society that has already given you everything. Mm-hmm. Survival of the fittest, you know. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com within the environment that it is uh, mm-hmm. raised in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was listening to this podcast that we were talking about um, what was a gold mine for like psych- pardon me psychological research where they were uh, the, the split hemisphere people like Oh yeah yeah yeah. So I think maybe it was either the first time they had to like split somebody's hemispheres because or he or he had Is it an epilepsy hemisphere? thing? 
I think because of an epilepsy thing or something so like that. Maybe the the two halves of the brain, the right and the left, and they have connections between them, but yeah. they started doing some surgeries where, because of people with severe epilepsy, they mm. found that if they split those connections, yeah. you, could, um, you could cure the epilepsy. Yeah, and what they were finding was that there's essentially like two brains in there, in the, in those, in, like there's a brain in each hemisphere. Yeah. And there would be things where like, let's say, because I think if you, you know, the left brain is, is involved with the right eye and the, 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 sorry, you know, the left hemisphere is involved with the right eye and the right hemisphere is involved with the left eye. Mm. And then they would show things to each eye. Mm. And let's say, so I think the, I think the left brain has the, the narrator, like the person who's capable in, in your brain of vocalizing things and, te- and, and, and that rationalizes and tells you what's going on, mm. right? And whereas the right side doesn't have that. And so when they would show something to that side of the brain uh, and then ask him, ask this person, well, what, what did you see? He would say like, oh, yeah, I saw a trumpet. Yeah. Right. But if they showed the same thing to the left side of the brain, he wouldn't know what was seen. Yes. But if you gave him a pen and put it in his left hand or whatever, he would be able to draw it. It's so crazy. And, and it's the coolest thing I've ever heard. And then if they say, why did you draw that? His brain his his like the storytelling brain storytelling brain would rationalize it in such a way to say oh it's because i heard music recently yeah or whatever and he was like oh that's why i did that but that hadn't happened that was yeah. just he hadn't heard music recently he in hadn't fact heard, he'd never heard <laughs> he'd music. Had never heard that's music. not true no and then they would prove that to him yeah and then say you lied you're a fucking liar and they'd kick him out and then he the just street. would say i was joking yeah alistair <laughs> <laughs> that's something i meant to bring up with you yeah Okay, so this is a deep dive, yeah. right? About like six, seven years ago in our friendship, like yeah. I'm talking early on, yeah. right? We were going to get the train, okay, right? And I don't know if you remember this. There was a train station. We were at the train station, mm-hmm. and most of the pe- there was no one else on the train station, yeah, right? And we were having a conversation to the effect of. Has the train just arrived, uh, just just left, or is it still on its way, right? Mm. Have we missed the train? Mm. And I said, oh, I reckon it's still on its way. And you said, well, then why is there no one on the state platform or something like that? Mm. And then I said something along the lines of, oh, I was joking. And you said, I don't think you were joking. <laughs> Why would you make a joke about that? That's not a joke. Even if it, you were joking, that's not a joke. I think you're just wrong and you're saying you were joking <laughs> because you don't want to look wrong. It was like this really interesting moment where to this day I still don't know if I actually thought I was joking, but I have to say I'm on your side. <laughs> Like you really called, like it was early on, we didn't know each other that well and you really called me out on it in that moment. And it was quite a formative thing of like, oh, wow, okay, I'm not entirely safe with this person. (laughs) I Look, I don't remember this, but I could imagine that it would stick in my mind that I'm like, it seems weird that you would make a joke about that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How is that? I think one of you says, how is that a joke? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I mean I guess it just didn't feel like I had it would have had the the intent to make somebody laugh mm, yeah. yeah exactly and I think I think maybe that uh, is the moment at which I realized uh either a 
I can't lie to Alistair as much. Mm. Or B, uh, I've got to work on my jokes. I don't know. I think if I was to say that I have a life purpose mm. is to just make people doubt their own certainty. Sure. Yeah, that would be my whole life purpose. Yeah, well, you've definitely done that. Great. As I long know. as you're no longer <laughs> as stable on your feet as you used to be and as cocksure and capable of you know tackling regular yeah. situations. Exactly, with, exactly. With, I... with just uh, comfort. Mm. Mm, then that, I have a sort of a, a veneer of doubt between mm. even my heart and my mind. Yeah. And that's good. You know, I've internalized it. Well, I'm glad and I'm... And anyway, I'm, I just brought that up because it, it, it reoccurred to me course. yesterday and then you uh, said that thing about... Uh, Rationalizing. Yeah, saying it's a joke, but actually it's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I realized you haven't changed. It's also something my toddler son does a lot when if, you, if he says something wrong <laughs> and you go, why did you say that? And he goes... I was joking. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but where, oh, I was heading, where I was heading with the split. Yes. Um, brain. The split brain thing. One other little story from it was just that they had the, they had a little thing where apparently one guy's, uh, another person with spl- the split hemisphere thing, he would be doing maths with one hand and his other hand would be trying to stop it. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, and then the other hand was like, stop doing maths. Like trying to grab his hand yeah. to stop it. So but I wonder which one he's doing the maths with. I Presumably guess... the right side must be doing the maths. Yeah, with the right side and then the the narrator part that's like watching and going, hey, stop doing that. But then why, how could you possibly communicate to either side of the brain without the other side realising the thought, don't do maths? Yeah. Like what kind of, show an image well, of a trumpet? Well, what was crazy with the, yeah, the image of the trumpet thing is that that was the way that the two hemispheres were communicating on the page. Mm, so maybe externally, it's, yeah, externally, like it's like it's like you 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 can't it, you you you've got two cells next to each other, like people in mm, cells, yeah, and they can't talk to each other directly, so they've got to send a message via a rat, yeah, or through they've got torches and they can just do hand puppets, yes, <laughs> on the wall <laughs> up ahead, like that. They're just two guys communicating via. It's something about a swan. <laughs> Wait, I think it's a it's a yappy dog of some sort. Uh, just, a bunny rabbit. It's a um, it's a baby hand reaching an adult hand. Oh, it's a kind oh, of. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> it's really making me. <laughs> well, it was very. I'm not sure about the escape plan, but I was deeply emotionally affected. <laughs> Look, I feel like there's a short film in that. Yeah, but I don't know where. It yeah. What, what is it? Because because there has to be a, a a something that this is that this challenge of the shadow puppetry mm. is is in the context of like like are they, if they are planning an escape or something. But then they've also got to be able to we've got to be able to reveal. I think what it has to be mm. right is that we see people struggling with this communication form mm. right, and then in a big reveal at the end. We revealed that the escape plan actually did, in some way, involve a uh, giant swan and <laughs> <laughs> a parrot or something, because that was the only thing that they could actually communicate. Yeah. But they were able to use that in order to, uh, yeah, formulate an escape. 
So it's two people in a like a Guantanamo Bay style mm. place mm. where they're in a kind of padded room, mm. but they're being flooded with with sensory stuff as a kind of form of torture. Oh my god! So there's loud noise, mm. like loud music playing, mm. but there's also just really bright lights on them to try to uh, stop them from being able to sleep and things like that, right? But then, and so there's people with two uh, sort of quite sealed. Um, you know, uh, sol- solitary confinement things, but with a little window, a uh, glass window that looks yeah. out into the hallway. But because there's a big bright light behind them, yeah. they can sort of communicate <laughs> using those, like just like where the light reaches totally. the wall. It could also be hallway. people just in total darkness, but then there's like a tiny little hole in the wall where like at a certain time of day, the sun shines through and there and casts oh, a, yeah. a beam That's, onto I mean, the opposite wall. It's less cruel. But, it's, is it, but then why can't, can't they just speak? Because they're not, because, because of the guards will hear them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how's, this, how's this a sketch though? So, so it actually is like they're planning an escape. Mm. Okay. Mm. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, we maybe we don't even realize they're planning an escape, right? Mm. We just see them doing the this shadow puppetry business, mm. and like it's just the classic shadow puppetry stuff. And one guy's watching, one guy, other guy's doing it, and then at a different time of day when the sun moves around, the other one's able to do stuff as well. Mm. And it plays out almost like a sort of a beautiful French, you know, sort of film. It's black and white. There's mm. string music. Okay, mm. the swells the heart. You know, there's a bird flutters, mm. and then uh, and a then we see. Bird. At at the end, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, a bloody uh, there's a there's a parade that goes past, like a float, yeah, or something. Some big parade, and there's a big like inflatable like swan up in the sky, right? And then somehow they grab the ropes from the swan and they are lifted to safety, and we realise. The parade's just going by the ch- the prison. It's a, yeah, it's an open and it's got an open it's top. It's an open top prison. Well, look, I can't. I, I won't. I won't imagine that it's that simple. But Fucking I think hell, Alison, But I think you know something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, obviously along those lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like a Macy's Day parade. Yeah, type, past type, the prison. Past the prison. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, the route of the parade. Has mm-hmm. to be diverted. Maybe they've got people on the outside. That's right. Some other element of what they were doing in the mm. shadow puppetry is communicating the idea of this thing that has to be. Um... Yeah. Mm. Great. Um... Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they're communicating to each other. They really need to be communicating to someone outside the prison. Yeah, but maybe they can cause something to happen using like a rabbit. Great. You know, using a rabbit, they can divert a parade. Yeah, they get a rabbit. <laughs> they've been breeding rabbits or something like that and there's a rabbit infestation that they let out uh, I think if it's in a like a youth detention thing that's kind of more of a thing that is kind of like more inner city urban yeah kind of urban it's youth more detention more likely to be close to a Macy's Day parade that's right is it the Macy's Day parade there can't be a Macy's Day <laughs> yeah no the Macy's something day parade Christmas Christmas Day? No, it's not Christmas Day. It's like Thanksgiving, I think. Macy's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, this is us from our yeah secondhand cultural. Maybe instead of a swan, it's a turkey because that makes more sense for Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's this is going to have to be set in America because yeah. nobody's nobody's celebrating Thanksgiving here. Mm. We don't give thanks. Um, Puppetry. Escape plan. 
uh, I'm going to come up with a character who yeah. calls it Spanksgiving Day Parade. Sp- Spanks? Yeah. Spanksgiving. Right, and he, then... He's one of those people who says, spank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> like sort of off of uh, what Jim Carrey used to yeah. say as, as Ace yeah. Ventura. Yeah. Yeah, great. It's and, a, that's his only character trait. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Is he sort of? Does he work in marketing to promote Spanx? See, this could be. This is it almost makes too much sense. Now. Yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I feel bad. Um, Andy, we have one, two, three, four, five, and, and a half, half sketch ideas. Sure. So I think that means that we got to get to our our a um, word of the day. Word of the day. We have three words from a listener who supports us on Patreon. Thank you so much to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Thank you to everyone who's been. Uh, Chipping in at any level on there, it's any beautiful level. what you do. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it's uh, really paying for George. George and, uh, who does the production, and uh, it's allowing us to put a little, a, li- a little something for one day when we're both desperate. As it accumulates, <laughs> one day maybe the money will grow to a point where we can have, uh, we can do something with it. Yeah, yeah, we can make something, maybe. or. We could, if we're really in, in trouble, just survive a little bit longer, yeah. which is a prerequisite for us ever making something in the future. That's right. Yeah. And so today's uh, three words come from Jared Grubbs. Hello, Jared. Hello, hello Grubbsy. Hello, Grubby. Grubby Grubbs. Jared. Jazza. Jizza Grubbs. <laughs> Jizza Grubbsy. <laughs> um, his three words are baby... Yes. Talk. Curse. Wow. Yeah. Um, the, do those, all those words start with a P? <laughs> no. Um, baby, talk, curse. Well, I mean, it, it, it is, it is uh, almost immediately a sketch, right? Yeah. In the idea of, like, uh... I've smacked my lips a fair bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're like you're eating cantaloupe. This is how delicious this sketch like concept you were is. Kramer eating cantaloupe in mm. Seinfeld. Mwah, mwah. Um, this is uh, a sort of a combination of a sort of a classic fairy tale, a classic Sleeping Beauty, which mm-hmm. comes to the christening, right? Is offended by the king and curses the baby, mm. right? Um, but instead of like cursing the baby to fall asleep and only be reawoken by a kiss from a stranger, basically some kind of sexual assault, right? Mm. It is a... Uh, uh, they, 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 they curse it. They curse the baby to basically have some kind of, like, look who's talking now, John Travolta movie type syndrome. Oh, or, right, like that. Yeah, like something like that. So I was picturing, like, a... a like a you know, like somebody in an office that you work with mm. who kinda always talks like this. Oh. oh, I'm just having a good time like that. And then kind of, so so still your idea. Thank God. But it's like a guy who's, you know, just for some reason he's just kind of this has always irritated yeah. him. He's flipping out. He goes, Why do you why do you always talk like that? Just talk like an adult. And then you see her flashback. <laughs> And it goes back to her as a baby and a mm. witch kind of putting a yeah. thing on her. And she was talking as a baby very early on, but she never stopped talking like that. Is it more compelling, though, to have it that that guy mm. who is angry about when people talk to babies like babies mm. is himself then cursed to talk like a baby? 
um, you know, and it's a uh, it's a modern day witch. You know, it's an office environment, as you say. And then it's this guy. It's to bring it back to Jim Carrey. It's basically liar, liar. But instead of telling the truth, he has to talk like a baby. Jim Carrey's son. Uh, it's his birthday. His dad hasn't shown up because he tells lies all the time. Mm. But when he makes that wish on the birthday cake, for some reason, instead of saying, I wish my dad could only tell the truth just for one day, he says, I wish my dad talked like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Talked like a person talking to a baby. Look, I think that's close. (laughs) I think that's close. It's a a deliberately obnoxious idea, Alistair. um, I'm sorry. No, but I... Something... What about, like, like... You see the story of how she got cursed Mm. and maybe it's got to do with her yelling at somebody for talking Mm. like a baby Mm. and she can't pass on the curse until somebody yells at her for Mm. talking like a baby. And it's a a moral of the story about being tolerant towards people, even if they talk like a baby and they're an adult. Yeah. But maybe she did it as a a mean teenager. I think that's really good. And it's got an element of like a sort of the movie The Ring kind of a thing with Mm. like that video you got to pass it on or it follows, I believe. Yeah. You know, but with baby baby voice, baby talk voice. Now, did we come up with a sketch idea there? I mean, we came up like like that's a, that's baby talk. We can't just write down the three words that he's (laughs) given. Contagion story. Um, But that's what I'm saying. Like, did we come up with a sketch idea or did we just say the three words and then just describe it in sketch form? No, I mean, that's what this is, right? We we place these things into a a sketch form. But I feel like I had just quickly, I feel like I had some germ of another little thing in there, which is baby talk. Like that voice, talking to babies. Oh, but 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 the but the possibility of talking about babies. Like, I feel like as a guy who now has two young kids, mm. that conversations about babies have kind of taken over my life. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and it is sort of the default of like what people want to talk to me about when I see them. Yeah. And but also what I feel comfortable talking about as well when what, I see people because it's pretty much all that's happening in my you're life. You're very knowledgeable about it, right? I'm now. deeply knowledgeable. Mm. You're actually one of the most pe- knowledgeable people to inquire about your babies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm on the inner. I, they, they've let me into their inner circle. That's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. So, is it is it possible that? There could be something in that, like that we discover that that phenomenon mm. of just talking about babies is is some kind of it's it's not a natural thing actually. It is a curse, or it is a something that can be cured, or something like that. Or is it mm. possible for somebody to get that when they don't even have babies? I don't know, I'm, I'm sort of flailing here. But I don't know, just the idea that, like, they've actually found that the reason why parents always talk about their mm. ki- their kids is because of there's there's the, there's these witches that go from hospital to hospital cursing yeah. the parents. Like, they dress up as a nurse. Yeah. Right? They put on a fake nose over their big, crooked, warty nose. Oh, no. <laughs> and that just looks like a dainty little nurse nose. Yeah. Well, actually, if you were a... Um, That'd be a great uh, th- those those clown doctors. 
you know. Of course. We, we, we let them in because laughter is the best medicine mm. and they entertain their kids. But what we don't realise is that we've given a really sweet cover for any hook-nosed witches. Yeah, that's who right. want to cover up their evil witch nose to yeah. get into the hospital. Yeah, so you know how, like, those... Cl- the only problem is that those clown doctors don't tend to go and visit women recovering from, like, a C-section <laughs> scar or something. In that case, <laughs> laughter is, is very much not the best yeah. medicine. You go, ow, 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 my C-section <laughs> scar. Okay, that's a sketch. Clown doctors in the maternity ward, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> what they have to do to keep them out or, like, having to have the conversation with the clown doctor that they're no longer welcome. Um in the maternity ward like cuz you both you're either like sending people into labor prematurely you're uh, yeah <laughs> damaging after them after they've had that surgery i mean all really comfortable conversation it's just stuff for for women to to watch those that sketch i'd imagine then you turn then it turns out maybe we can reveal that it's actually a witch it was a witch <laughs> it was a witch the whole time <laughs> putting the baby talk curse on them <laughs> It's, Maybe look, it's just got a. It's Maybe. just it's just a sketch with a third act that that surprises. Yes, uh, and this isn't this episode isn't brought to you by Harry's razors. But uh, I'd just like to interrupt the podcast quickly to say I shaved really recently, took, got rid of my beard, <laughs> and shaved with Harry's razors, and it was great. Oh my! So God. this is just a freebie for those guys. Wow, that's great, and your face looks great. Thank you. Looks like you did it. A few days ago? Yeah, it was about four, Either that, four or five days ago. Or the Harry's razor has made you so masculine. Yes. That if you shave this morning, uh-huh. hours before seeing me, and you're already like a like a half centimeter in. That's not a half a centimeter. It isn't? No way. No? Yeah, you're crazy. No. Anyway. That's at least just, three just mil. A, just a little bit of stub. That's at least three mil. I got a semi-stub. Do you want me to run us through the sketch ideas? Yeah. This is our first half sketch, the uh, the Marvin Gaye estate are taking a historian to court for plagiarizing Marvin, Marvin Gaye's life in the biography that they wrote of Marvin Gaye. Mm. Um, then, then we also have in a similar vein, which is the full sketch idea, this is the all the countries that were involved in the Second World War, mm. taking all the productions and books mm. uh, of Second World War. Media depictions. Media depictions of the Second World War, taking them to court for plagiarizing their war. Yes. Uh, winning. Yes. But then they all go to battle with each other for the shares of the winning that mm-hmm. they're entitled mm-hmm. to because Germany claims that this was all their idea. But it's also, it's, it's a legal, it's, a, it's, a, it's an entirely legal court-based mm, war. Absolutely. But it's huge. Yeah, and millions of people die. Yeah, at least lawyers. Lawyers. Yeah. They've worked so hard. They're yeah. just falling. Yeah. Um, then the next is a, it's a, it's an ad for Global Corruption Monopoly. It's a new version of the Monopoly mm. board game that involves uh, a dark money section uh, a person that comes in and plays that you don't know who they are and you don't know their intentions mm. and they they seem to quickly take control of yeah. a lot of a big a huge portions of the board and but they're willing to wheel and deal in the underside of this board which comes with it where and they turn families against each other mm, yeah uh, they get them to join new families some of them mm. crime families yeah some of them just regular families sure. they adopt them 
that'll be in part involved in this new monopoly. Is that a reference to that Russian adoption uh, law that uh, was one of the things at the meeting at the yeah. Trump Tower? Yeah, they were talking about. But do yeah. you know why they were talking about that? I think they that was because of that. Oh, what's the name of that law that is in America that's named after a billionaire or or a journalist that was killed? Oh yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. law that doesn't allow money by certain oligarchs to be brought to be brought into America, and they think that that's what. Putin was trying to do with the get law. To. Yeah, get to. I think that's why he's banned, he banned uh, American adoption of Russian babies was because of that law. N- Naginsky, there's something law. But the Russians have the best babies. The Russians have the best babies, and that's the problem. But do you need a Russian agent r- growing in your own in your own house? Mm, that's the question. The, ans- the answer is, I don't know. Next week's episode. Next week's episode. Um but also, I think they say that that if we know if we if the if we found out about that meeting and Putin is involved, it's probably because he intended people us to, to be to us to find out because he's like if if we were going to have a meeting that he didn't want us to find out, we wouldn't. And so he <laughs> like like he wanted there to be a trail leading to to Russia from the Trump campaign so that there was more turmoil. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, if you're if if That's you're pretty clever, if you're playing chess a couple of steps ahead. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're involved in destabilizing the West, nothing destabilizes it more than getting a, a fucked up leader, mm. <laughs> and then also having his leadership cause into question, so that people can't focus entirely on what's going on. Anyway, mm. nothing destabilizes the West l- like letting the West know that you've been destabilizing the West. Absolutely. We hate to think that people might have been destabilizing us. Mm. Then there's, of course, the Rain Man Messiah. And this is obviously the movie about mm. the uh, return of the Lord, but in in an underprivileged family or uh, disadvantaged family. And he gets involved in petty crime. Uh, he gets involved in bigger crimes. Yeah. But then he gets caught and he's involved in, I don't know. We don't... He can turn water into wine, water into meth. Yeah, we'll see. Exactly. You know, maybe maybe... Maybe quartz into meth. Yeah. <laughs> ice yeah. into ice. Ice into ice. Well, that's possible. Yeah. I guess that's also water, isn't it? Mm. Very good. Thanks. What kind of wine do you think it is? Like, yeah, I guess we've we've probably talked about this. I but feel they like don't, we've probably talked they don't, about it. They don't mention what varietal. It was a it was a sparkling white wine from the Barossa region. Yeah. Was it like a Pinot Noir? No, I feel like sm- back then all wine Pinot, was Pinot just Bois. like slop. It would have been so bad back in those days. Yeah, because there would have there was no proper there was no hygiene. Everything was just brewed in an open amphorae. Yeah, disgusting. I think there would have been a few twigs in there or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure there'd be twigs, but is that good? No. Oh. No. <laughs> no, it's not. But I'm just saying, like, you just learn to deal with it, you know. Yeah. In order to get drunk. Get crunk. What? <laughs> Um, pr- then we got the prison shadow puppetry escape plan. That's yeah. Two guys. Yeah, this is quite beautiful. Yeah, I think that's nice. Mm, black and white. Um, we got the baby talk curse contagion story, how it passes from one to another. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to see, see a story of this, this office lady who's, uh, you know, getting, you get a scene of her getting yelled at by this other office guy and then you get a flashback to mm. her in high school bullying. She's one of the popular kids. She's bullying this other girl who talks like a baby. Mm. And then she starts talking like a baby. Mm. And then this guy at the end of the thing, he 
he starts talking like a baby. And his life is in tatters. Well. Because he had a job, and his job was not talking like a baby. Yeah. (laughs) And he only had one thing to do. (laughs) That's why he felt so strongly. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're given, you know, I assume that, you know, he occasionally has to talk in front of people. Mm. Oh, and then the light bulbs use more energy than these uh, LEDs here Maybe that our competitors sells. Is this a different idea? Mm-hmm. But that, like, like a fuck, like fucking standing desks. By the way, I came up with another version of the standing desk. Yeah, swimming desk. It's the diving desk. Yeah. Right, it's close to swimming desk. (laughs) It's the diving desk where you're constantly, like, at a 45-degree angle down towards your keyboard, Mm. and that attitude of diving into something allows you to be much more creative and motivated in your work. Tricks the brain brain. into thinking there's forward momentum, (laughs) so you're just like... You're going places. Yeah. That's good. A diving desk. But uh, an office in which uh, it's been discovered or somebody has proposed the idea that if everybody talks like a baby, then it's really good for, like, combating uh, sort of privilege and established divisions and stuff within the Mm. office. You know, it it makes the boss seem much more approachable if the boss is always talking like a baby. Yeah, it's it's sort of a neutral voice. Mm. It's the new open office. Yeah. It's the baby voice office. And, you know, men, women, people of all cultures and accents, if everybody's doing a, vo- mm. a, a, a baby voice, then uh, nobody is able to assert their authority in a toxic way. That's right. We take it back to where everyone is an equal. Yes. There is no, there's no such thing That's as a high-class right. baby. Babies are all equal. There's no such thing as a low-class baby. Yeah. Every baby is just equal like that, you know? And then, so if we all talk like this, <laughs> then... Jonathan, can you come to the meeting in... I don't know what I'm doing. That sounds like some weird accent. <laughs> like the nanny? <laughs> you just do... Mr. Sheffield. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a baby voice. Then we got the clown doctors in the maternity ward. Mm. Ow, my C-section scar. Mm. Like that. And then... Uh, Obviously, we have the diving desk, and mm. then we have the baby voice office. Mm. That's today's episode. I think there's a few ideas on there today. There's One, two, three, episodes. four, five, six, yeah, seven, eight, nine, and a half. Bonus little half, little little ideas at the end there. Yeah, a couple of bonies. Mm. And maybe with the diving desk, you always have like a fan on your desk as well, mm. pointing up, so the air is like rushing past. Could you. it be? Could, maybe it could be done in one of those sort of training. Uh, fan things for skydiving. Sure, you know, yeah. so it's just a, it's like you're a floating. You're in free fall at all times. It just, whoa! And that, that that the wind rushing past your mm. ears, like you, you, there'd be no distractions. Absolutely, yeah. It's like a white noise machine <laughs> yeah. at all time. Mm. Your mouth would get dry mm. <laughs> and yeah. eyes, but you could wear goggles. You can fall your way to the top. That's right. Andy. Plummet to the summit, baby. All right. <laughs> Which you can do from a plane. Yeah. Would uh, ants like any of these sketch ideas? Let's see. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like maybe they wouldn't, you know? Oh, I don't think they'd like any of them. A lot of them are po- political. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well, ants have a social structure, they, There is a, you know? a hierarchy. Yeah. Um, I guess if there was a sort of a, a baby voice 
nest mm. where even the queen communicated like a larva. That'd be quite interesting in an in, a, in an ant colony if the mm. queen didn't want to be seen as any different to the rest I'm of the I'm just one of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> just think of me as like, you know, she's got this huge big... distended abdomen yeah. <laughs> dragging it around. She wants to go out and forage for her own food. Just, She's just like us. The Queen's been spotted going down to the supermarket. Just think of me as one of the guys. <laughs> talk like you would normally talk. Anyway, you seen the Queen today? Hot. She is what I am into. Yeah. Oh, me too. Oh, I wouldn't mind looking at her distended abdomen. It's like an undercover boss type yeah, situation. But in the end. <laughs> We're all... All right, we got to stop, Andy. we got to stop coming up with ideas. Thank you so much for listening to the show that we did. Um, everybody, we want to say thank you to a couple of specific people. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I mentioned that when I did a gig, there was somebody in the crowd who had... A sign saying, International Listener of Two in the Think yeah. Tank. Uh, well, we've... A friend of theirs contacted us. Contacted us called Lorne Matter. Mater. Matter. I'm so sorry, Lorne. Uh, but he is from the United Kingdom, and he was trying to convince his friend, who's from Australia, to listen to the podcast... <laughs> Uh, she she did she didn't she, she didn't and she refuses to <laughs> and we respect that and I respect <laughs> how strongly she's uh, you know holding her ground but you know this is a person who's supporting the show in so many ways yeah. physically presently by coming and showing up uh, others by f- trying to force people who are so adamant that they don't want to listen to the podcast that's what we're looking for right but yeah. then we also respect the people who won't listen yeah but we also even more yeah that's right. Um, um, but also, we don't. I've decided, Alistair, we're not going to call them listeners anymore. Okay, right? We're going to call them hearers. Hearers, because I reckon a lot of people listen to podcasts. That's right. But our listeners, they really hear, hear the podcast. That's right. Yeah, you can't just you can't just put this on while you're going to sleep. You absolutely can, and people have contacted us and tell us that they do. That's right. <laughs> but they're not sleeping. We've been told they're not having a good sleep. Certainly, no, no. they're not enjoying it. <laughs> No, we've, we've had people tell us that this is a great podcast to just have on the in the background mm. and tune in and out because, it, you know, we're always just sort of going on about something and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And you're absolutely correct. Yeah. That is what this is. That's absolutely what this is, and thank you all for listening. I think there was also we were contacted on Twitter. Yes. Oh, we were contacted on Twitter by somebody who had ba- uh, inspired by a sketch from uh, uh, episode 135, had made... Or seven? Uh uh, 135, I have yeah, it in front of me, Alistair, right. but, but, uh, but thanks anyway. You no, were joking. No, I, yeah, I was just joking. <laughs> and also, I was just saying seven is in an unrelated way. Um, this is Philip Schmeichel. Great, <laughs> Great surname. name. Philip Schmeichel. Uh, I hope that's your real surname because it is incredible. Um, who had uh, made uh, an alien uh, sports analogy sketch mm. uh, based on something they they did they took it in quite a different direction and as as they say you know needs a little more time for production value and takes without looking at the camera but I think they had a really funny solid uh, approach and to I this think that sketch. might be the first time a listener has actually made a sketch yeah yeah so uh, w- as we say we are we we are happy for people to 
you know, have a crack at some of these. And by the way, this sketch that they've made, I don't think we can claim any credit for no, it whatsoever. Yeah. They, like, they really came up with their own take on the idea. Mm. But thank you so much for even trying to, uh, to credit us. Yeah, uh, much appreciated. So, and then uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at AlistairTB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. And we're at Two in Tank. You can find us on Facebook, although we don't really do anything on Facebook. We probably should do more on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find us on Patreon uh, if you would like to chip in, send us three words to get the kings a year. Or if you want to get some of our bonus episodes, which are coming out, uh, there'll Twice be one coming out uh, every, every second Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, that's two in the side tank and two in the sitcom tank. Yep. Uh, those are a bit of fun. Yeah, and that's for the $8 Patreon thing. Yes. Um, also, just while we're mentioning things, some I keep forgetting their name, and I apologize, but somebody is always has, has been continuously updating this uh, two, two in the think tank wiki. Have they? Yeah, and they put in like... Oh, we've got to share that again. That's yeah. amazing. Somebody is uh, keeping our wiki up to date with the sketches that have been in every episode. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's incredible. Yeah, and has been gone back through the back catalog and has been updating more of it and things like that. So thank you very much. I apologize that I don't remember your name right now. Well, we'll uh, put a link to it in the show notes. Great. And we will thank them in the show notes. How about that? That's a good idea. And we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.